0: So I was thinking, what's it like to always want to improve yourself? That's what I talk about today with my friend Naima Harris. That, as well as other topics that we dive into, such as family, keeping your cool, and of course, pen. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Naima. How's it going?
1: I'm good, best. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I just want to say, again, thank you for coming and you know allowing me to interview you. Really do appreciate it. I guess just to start off, for those who don't know you, can you tell everyone a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Naima Harris. I grew up in West Philadelphia. I know you from college. I grew up as a Bangladeshi-American. My parents uh, both immigrated here. They, they kind of came illegally, but they got themselves legalized later.
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not going to tell not No, it's tell fine. Trump. They're
1: legal now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> they came undocumented is what I meant to say. You know, they, they came in the 80s, so it was at a time where people that weren't in an undocumented status, they still had some opportunities to get that situated. So luckily, my parents did. Not everyone's so fortunate, but very grateful to be here. I haven't really loved the West Philly area. I went to school in West Philly. I attended the University of Pennsylvania. I. Studied-
0: that's that's UPenn for everybody out there. <laughs> just just so you know. Like we, we went to Penn. Eat it. Yeah. All right, my bad. <laughs>
1: Keep going. Yeah, but um, I was a history major. I focused on South Asian studies. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after college, so I figured I'd situate myself in the legal field as a paralegal, whatever job I could get, and see if I wanted to go to law school. Now, a couple of years have passed, maybe, and I decided that's not something I want to do. So I'm still trying to figure out where my passions lie, but I'm having fun while doing it.
0: I think that many people nowadays don't really know what they want to do. So I think that's a very appropriate for anyone. How do you find being in the workforce now, especially... As a paralegal, I know a lot of people have a lot of different experiences being a paralegal. Some good, some bad.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't really start applying for jobs until my senior year of college, and it was not the greatest. I think I applied to over a thousand jobs, maybe like a couple thousand. I know definitely at least a hundred a week. Doing that for 10 months, and, you know, I had internship experience. I did a government internship. Although I didn't do it for that long. And I didn't really do many extracurricular activities. So I guess that is kind of my fault. I was a humanities major. So yeah, it was kind of tough. And I wasn't really good at interviewing. So it took me a bunch of jobs. And then well, I kind of grabbed the first job that I was able to get. It didn't really pay much. Um, like, I mean, really, like paycheck to paycheck. So I was there for a couple of months. And I decided it was a little too much for me. The, the way that the practice was going, there were some... Unethical. Yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable um, in my position doing being asked to do some of the things that really an attorney should be doing. So I started applying to jobs again and just a little bit more experience. So it was like a little faster. Definitely didn't take me 10 months to find a job this time. Maybe it took like a couple of weeks. And so I started there. So my first job, I was doing general civil cases and medical malpractice. So we actually sued lawyers, doctors, which I didn't even know you could sue other lawyers for being a bad lawyer. But yeah, that's a thing. And then I switched into litigation. So I went from a small firm to a bigger firm. And that was a really interesting place to gain experience because it's a really big firm. It's one of the biggest firms in the tri-state area. But they have like a smaller firm mentality. So like everyone knows each other, even though there's like 200-something employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to interact with a lot of different people, like attorneys and staff. So I felt like it gave me a good balance. You know, I was, I'm pretty introverted, so it kind of forced me to talk to people and I not really have much experience, like working in a team environment. So that really helped me a lot too. But again, I felt like I could do more. You know, I was learning a lot of things. I got some trial experience, but felt like I wasn't doing everything that apparently we could be doing. So now I currently work in personal injury and I'm doing pretty good. I'm not getting paid bad. I'm not. You know, But still, I feel like I could be doing more. And so I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm not sure if I still want to work in the legal field because I have some other interests that I feel like I could explore. Or I feel like I could go back to school for a little bit, although I don't know that I would go back to college, like maybe like like specific skills. I would hire a certification or trade school or something
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so that's interesting because I think people talk about school and like is it necessary like especially if you're not getting a degree in something that some might say is practical i know they always make the joke like basket weaving 101 but you said something there in terms of your whole journey let's say like what would you do differently when you were applying to jobs or is there anything you would do differently
1: I don't know that I could have done anything differently in my position. I mean, I was also very limited because I was only applying to jobs in Philadelphia. I think I should have considered applying outside of the tri-state area. Like, I've never really left West Philly. I love it so much. And I'm very comfortable being here. So that's also something I'm trying to grasp is whether I want to stay in this comfort zone that I know to be Philly. And also I knew, I knew one of the biggest reasons why I wasn't like getting a job right away. It's like, I wasn't really networking that much. And I, I had little to no experience, you know, like I didn't, I didn't consider working in the legal field until the last minute, like maybe my junior or senior year. And by then I didn't really have any internship experience. And I feel like that is really helped as a college student, like to get some type of experience. Like I worked odd jobs. I had I think I was in IT at some point. I worked at a parking <laughs> office. Like I worked in the physics department. Like I was all over the place, you know. Yeah. Just trying to pay bills. Like I didn't really do it with a purpose. So.
0: I remember we talked about when you worked at the parking office. Just okay. some of the stories there are legendary. Yeah. I feel. I feel like that's for another time. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of like networking and like internship experience, like I think back to my own college days. And it's like I guess I did an internship. It was. It was an internship, but like it wasn't like. A structured internship with like a fortune 500 company it was i found a startup fashion company and they were selling t-shirts and so they were like hey like whatever you need to do if you want to do marketing yeah. if you want to sell stuff if you want to like put stickers around new york like go ahead so that i thought that was really cool i think people are, get so hung up on like Doing like you have to go away for like three months in like New York or Seattle or somewhere yeah. that's not where you're from and like work for this company.
1: It's about comfort, you know, and yeah, going out on a limb.
0: Because and- that also ties into networking and whatnot, and just saying like, hey, like, hey, here's someone I don't know, yeah. let me get to know them.
1: Honestly, I, I really feel like I could have gotten somewhere if I did network more. Because, like, I i learned a lot from my younger brother, he's like four years younger than me, he's smart, okay. more, but like. What he's been doing has really been fascinating me. He's um, He has an interest in political science and econ. So he's been beefing up his resume, of course, like going to career services at of school. Um, they have a really good support system. But he's also been like hitting up random people like recruiters and professionals in finance that have the type of skills and leadership that he's interested in. And he'll just message them saying, hey, like, this is me. I'm a student. but I'm interested in you as a person because I see that you do this job and I want to learn more from you. Like, what is it like? What's your day to day like? You know, of course, not everyone's gonna hit him back up, but you know, he's definitely gotten some responses back. Like, hey, I'm really glad you reached out to me. Like, not many people do that. People like to to talk like about themselves. Like, they like being asked questions and like to talk about their life. So I think I feel like that's a really good way to get to know someone and also establish a relationship.
0: If I was like a, you know, he's what junior now, senior. Yeah, junior. yeah. He actually yeah. just
1: landed an internship at Fidelity, which is oh, wow. pretty cool. Like for those of you who don't know, like it's kind of like a money management firm, like uh Vanguard.
0: Yeah. Well, congrats. That's. I mean, I know for me, as like a sophomore, junior, like that would have been really hard. Like I, I can only imagine. So that's like really cool that he, he's already had that confidence to step outside himself and and do that. Thinking about that. Like, now, do you see yourself on social media or just, like, cold emailing? You're, you're saying you see the benefit of it.
1: Well, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm truly interested in. You okay. know, I, I'm i the type of person where I kind of can pick up something and be able to do it. And, like, I don't know, like, I dabbled in drums for, like, a little bit. And I was like, okay, can I do this? And I did it for a couple of weeks to, like, a couple of months. And I was like, yeah, I can. I can pick up a beat. And then it didn't really <laughs> go anywhere after that, you know? like. <laughs> But maybe I should have done that. So maybe I have like a little bit of a commitment problem. You know, I, I have a lot of like little hobbies that I won't pick up for months, but then I'll get back into it and I'm like, hey, this isn't so bad. So like painting, like I think the only thing, thing I do consistently has been yoga. But (laughs) hey, that's, (laughs) that's like, but I'm not trying to be like a yoga. Ambassador or something. I yeah,
0: that's uh, you know, maybe like Lululemon or, yeah. or something. <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs>
1: Um. So once I once I'm able to to figure out what my interests are, like I'll probably do what I did again, which is just hit up as many people as I can. Because like I talked to a lot of attorneys and I ask them questions like, "What's your life like What's your day to day look like? What do you like about your job? What do you What do you feel like you could do differently? I, I like to hear that from people that are in the kind of field that I'm interested in, so that I hopefully don't make the same mistakes that they do or they give me some type of insight. Honestly, that's how I got my second job. I don't know. Like, I definitely impressed someone who ended up becoming my mentor. Like, he just saw that I had such an interest in criminal law. And he saw this potential in me. Like, he really thinks that I could be an attorney. And still encourages me to, you know, maybe apply to law school one day. Which is really good. I, I respect him a lot. And that's another thing. I think it's really good to have, like, at least two or three mentors. Like, people that you look up to. One of my mentors said they she calls, like... Her group of people that she likes to seek out, like some type of advice from, as like her board. Like, what's her board of people? So I definitely have like three or four people. I would consider you to be on my board. Hey, nice. <laughs> I'm
0: yeah. gonna put that on my resume after yeah. this. So you... right. <laughs> on Na'ima's on... board. <laughs>
1: board of dope people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right people that you admire, people that are doing things that, you know, definitely get get you motivated inspire you. So, and they also just help you be more positive.
0: I don't have like a concept of like having board, but if I did, like I think you're on that as well. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of Rec Philly. It stands for resources for every creative. Um so one of the guys there, co-founder Will Toms, he mm-hmm. talks a lot about finding your tribe. Yeah. You know, getting with your tribe and sticking with them and and it's kind of a, it's similar I don't think it's necessarily as small as having a board, yeah. but just finding your people and finding your niche. And those people support everyone in that group. Um, right. and you guys all prosper together. Yeah.
1: Know? And it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be a bunch of people. You, know? you yeah. only need like a handful of, I mean, not even like, even if you can only count the number of people important in life on your hands or whatever. As long as they're good people, like the people that you can trust, you can rely on. That's all that really matters, you know, quality over quantity.
0: That kind of almost answers my, my next question was how to deal with adversity. I think that having people that have your back, you need a support system to get through a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't know if you have any other things to add to that. Or for me, I think of, I think a lot about just personal adversity. Like, I mean, you know my story, not to get too far into it, but just, you know, college was not the best of times for me. But, you know, just...
1: I mean, no, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, for me, it's like, I feel like I have my day-to-day struggle, and then I have, like, my other otherworldly struggles, just being, like, a little brown girl, like, <laughs> and, like, it's obvious, like, I'm not, I'm not white,
0: you know? And. Wait, what? You know? Not... <laughs> <laughs> but as you were saying, in terms of, you know, day-to-day versus.
1: Uh, oh, well, being truly happy 100% of the time, it, it's not realistic. You know, what I seek is contentment and well I'm still trying to figure out ways to achieve that because I realized like every time I felt like I had it down that I found my comfort zone that everything was stable there was always something happening like some hurdle that I needed to overcome something that I didn't foresee and I'm I mean yes there's hindsight but I can't predict everything that's going to happen like personal stuff work-related stuff so I just try to be as positive as possible which for me isn't always easy because I do have a temper at times, you know, which is also why I do a lot of yoga. That definitely helps. Like I find that breathing helps. I read up on well, you got me into reading about mindfulness, and that really helped a lot as well. Cope my way <laughs> like, through my house and like you know, try to be a little more minimalist. And like for some time, that you know brought me a little excitement and yeah. peace. And then you know, some old habits came back, and I'm like, you know what, that's fine because that's that's the core, naima You know, like. Yeah naima's slightly messy and that's okay as long as she regularly cleans up and TikTok, stuff. yeah yeah um and sometimes you need a little chaos in your life you know just to just to reorganize yourself and you know i also do like little silly things i i send myself at 10 o'clock every morning a list of like like a member reminders a whole like at least like 10 things that i'm grateful for every day and mm-hmm. so like i might not look at it every time but like I, I there's something that goes up in my head i'm like oh yeah yeah i'm grateful for this 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 and i'm you know if i'm having a bad day, I'm like you know it could be worse and then i also have like another reminder where i'm like remember how stuff was last year and how much better this year is because of how hard you've worked and you know that puts a lot of things into perspective because i feel like we live in a we live in a time of instant gratification just like how come i'm not rich yet how come like this isn't happening how come like all my friends are like everyone I see is like having great relationships or doing this or doing that and I'm just like doing this and it's like well everyone has their own struggles so we don't know what's going on especially with social media and stuff where everyone puts their best foot forward we don't know what's going on so mm-hmm. it's important to ground ourselves and well for me it's really important to ground myself because I can be a little conceited sometimes <laughs> <or feel> I <like, laughs> feel like more things should be happening so it really humbles me those little reminders that I send myself. Yeah, and I try to give myself things to look forward to at the end of the day. Maybe it's, like, a walk outside. Maybe it's, like, window shopping for a little bit or something you know, like, just for
0: me. Yeah, like, uh, what, the other day I I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, like, Auntie Annie's or however you pronounce it, the pretzel place. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get me some pretzels because yeah. it was a good day. I, like, got all my stuff done. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting that you talk about, like, having a list of reflection. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember, it was Scott Barry Kaufman actually took a class with him at Penn. And one of the exercises he he had us do Mm -hmm. was we were to write notes Mm -hmm. at separate, you know, at different times in the month and then look back on them. So they had did it. You know, that was to showcase the results from the study Mm -hmm. where they had people journal like something from a month or a year ago, rather. Yeah. and look back on it and compare, like, where they were to the note that they wrote. So, like, I, I even wrote, like, a note to myself saying, like, oh, you know, I know, like, this year wasn't the best, but, like, hey, man, you got through all, all this stuff. You're at this part. You're reading it now. And I found that, like, r- like it was really cool when I, I one day found it randomly just in my backpack. I was like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, I'm I'm so much better than I was when I wrote this. I think it's really cool. When you give yourself time to, like, look back on stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I have, like, five or ten journals. I have a bad habit of just finding cute journals and, like, (laughs) writing, like, maybe, like, no more than 30 pages in it, and then, like, on to the next journal. But then, like, I keep them. So I'll just, every once in a while, I I open them, and I'm like, oh, I wrote notes to myself. Like, it's pretty cool. In high school, in my AP English class, we did this activity where we all wrote letters to ourselves, and our teacher mailed them out to us five years later unfortunately my mom had opened it and it was very personal but like it was really lovely because I didn't even remember what I wrote to myself but it said I'm so proud of you I know no matter what you do like five years from now like
0: I'm just so proud of you and I'm
1: like thanks (laughs) Naima
0: yeah no let's have at least like one person on your side you know just saying like yo
1: another person I don't know. This is just kind of stupid, but he sent himself twenty bucks like five years later, and he was like, "You're gonna need this." And I don't know for what.
0: <laughs> I guess that's what saving is now. Like yeah. <laughs> you're sending yeah. it yourself twenty bucks in the future. Um, to the next question I had, in you know, looking back on college, especially given that you're so far removed from what you were doing before, do you think it's worth it?
1: Yeah. If
0: you had asked me though, like now like, what i what i do all over again when i go to penn i wouldn't it wouldn't be like resounding yes so i guess that's not a full indictment on 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 college mm-hmm. but i wonder if i spent those four years just doing entrepreneur stuff like would i be in a better position or would i be right here and a job with business skills so i'd love to hear your take
1: well i guess i have a I have a very peculiar perspective on, on like the college experience overall, but also having gone a pen because I I grew basically grew up in the shadow of Penn before even going, and my parents really really wanted me to go. Um, not that my mom was a tiger mom, but she was very like excited and like looking forward to like, me apply, like the whole application process and everything. And she really she helped me a lot. You know, she got me into like the top like public school in the area, and I feel like that really had a That really had a lot to do with my acceptance getting it. Not that I didn't work hard, I mean, everyone worked hard at the school, but I had a really good education. But for me, it was all about money, and I got a full ride to Penn. I mean, I I wish I had applied to more schools, because, like, I see my brother's experience at Swarthmore, and it's so vastly different from Penn in that, like, I mean, it's a top liberal arts school in the country. but. It's, like, really small, and like, there's there's the staff there. They really cater to students, and because it's small, like, everyone knows each other and supports each other, and I feel like Penn is so different in that it's such a big school. I mean, like, I don't know, like, 10,000
0: people, like, yeah. four years. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I mean, to someone in Florida, though, they'd be yeah. like, that's, that's small. Like, 10,000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, to me, it was pretty big, but yeah. I got there, and I'm like, I already kind of felt tired coming into Penn when I did. At 18 because I'm like what's well, new this isn't new to me you know like I'm literally like six seven blocks from my mom's house I'm gonna go there on the weekends <laughs> and like eat mom's spaghetti and stuff like <laughs> you know so and I don't know like I grew up in a very humble background like we weren't we grew up kind of kind of on the poor side and so like there's definitely I, I experienced some classism if we want to talk about some adversity, and so like I'm also an introverted, and I didn't get along with a lot of people, so socially like it wasn't the best for me. But with a few friends I did make, like they're I'm still friends with them to this day, like including yeah. you. So I mean we're like,
0: like talking right, right. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so I'm really grateful for my friends that I made. I feel like I sh- I feel like in the college application process, I probably should have applied to more places. I really only applied to local places, and the two places that I didn't like, I didn't hear back from them until it was too late. So, that was that for me. I would do it again simply because I got a full ride. Like, I mean, it's, it's quite an opportunity. Like, I just, the cheapest school for me happened to be the best one out of them all. Yeah. So, but if I had, if I had more than 10 grand in loans, like, I don't know that I'd go to college. I know, I, I know that's like a very radical thing to say, but like, I've, I know some people that, you know, they didn't go to college and they're doing pretty solid because the thing to consider is that okay maybe you either have college experience or like some type of school experience or you have you make up for it in years of experience and i think that experience counts for something more yeah. a um,
0: practical experience yeah, yeah that's
1: that's also something i encountered a lot like when i was applying the jobs out of school is like they really they want not only do they want a degree but they are like it would be a and or five to seven years of experience doing this and I'm like well I don't have any experience like I spent most of my four years like in school yeah and do I really use any of the skill sets that I learned from college probably my writing and reading a lot but other than that like
0: I was in the liberal arts yes yeah. part of of you know Penn, but I took classes some of the classes were marketing classes mm-hmm. in Morton and like I, I use those concepts, yeah, on a day, you know, especially because I'm in a marketing role, you know, on a day to day basis, yeah. Um, but outside of that, there's things that I'm. I was actually looking at my transcript other day. I'm looking at classes. I'm like, I a I barely remember being in that class, yeah. Like taking that class. B, like, do I like use that? No. So it's yeah. just like I get the fact that there are so many people who want to be in a position where you know h- having the luxury of, of choice and whatnot but that that's why i wanted just as an option if, hey kids if you're listening out there now you know like
1: yeah i don't think anything would change much like i probably would have like pulled on a stem earlier and increased my mm-hmm. gpa because like, i kind of switched out late i thought i was going to go for dentistry and i took like the science classes and i hated it and also i got physically sick like multiple times and i was like you know i have to get some surgery over like a summer chemistry class and I was like okay maybe this is a sign but I just need to do something different so I traveled for like a little bit I took like some abroad courses and I was I'm really glad I did that like study
0: abroad
1: yeah I went to India for like a month um, studying women's development over there and I mean sorry not women's development sorry gender studies um in India and how it uh how it manifests in India specifically to sex workers my focus was sex trafficking and Indian architecture and that was like That was a priceless experience for me, but I probably would have started with my South Asia studies degree from the beginning, and then maybe, like, double majored in another humanities, like maybe sociology, I wouldn't have just minored in it, because I really found that interesting, but for everyone else, like, most of my friends that I know, besides you, they're in, like, a massive amount of debt, like, from four-year school or med school or some are crazy in my job like just still sort of paying off loans I'm just like that's yeah. crazy and my parents are like are you gonna go back to school and I'm like I don't know because I'm not really in debt right now and
0: is why would you want to take that on yeah. right
1: so <laughs> you know I, I mean yeah definitely I could be making more money but I, I'm still young I'm still trying to figure myself out but for now like I'm not in debt. My rent's not bad. I can't
0: complain. Like, I'm enjoying myself, so. it's good. Yeah, that's... You're living the dream. <laughs> living yeah, the yeah dream. to me,
1: I'm just, like, sweet. Like, especially compared to last year, like,
0: I was struggling a bit, but... it's yeah. great. You're, yeah. You're good now. Debt is not fun. It's not fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have... Like, I'm glad I don't have, like, student loan debt or anything like that due to certain circumstances. I bas- basically packed on some other kinds of debt and, like, even... It's not even... A lot, it's just like, oh, like, I owe someone this money. It's not always mine when I get that paycheck. Right. And I think thinking that, taking that and applying it to the crippling student loan debt that people have throughout America. I can only, you know, I know people have told me, like, in the, like, hundreds, like, almost, almost like a quarter of a, you know, million dollars in debt. I'm like, yeah. nah, like, that's yeah. not.
1: It's still not a guarantee that you're going to get a job.
0: True. True. I, I, feel,
1: I really do feel like it's who you know that helps you get a job more than anything. I mean, obviously some experience helps, but, like, you go out there, you talk to people, you put yourself out there, like, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's a lot of work involved in that, in that sense. That's cool. I also feel like, you know, people kind of overlook technical school or, like, like any type of...
0: Vocational course, school. Like,
1: like yeah. certification, like, because... You know because so many people are just putting themselves in school or just like straight up going into work like i mean there's ways to acquire skills and not put yourself in so much debt and i, I feel like now with like um, school admission
0: scandals and <laughs> oh, <awesome.
1: laughs> yeah and
0: um and becky <laughs> yeah
1: and increasing amounts of debt that you know these are options that should be considered um Especially, like, if you work at a place and they might pay for, like, part of it. I mean, we're just talking, like, less than 10, like $10,000 or something. You can be, like, IT, you can do plumbing. Like, I mean, plumbers get paid bank. Like, it's a respectable position, you know. I...
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I feel that. I guess last comment, Am yeah, I want to ask another yeah. question. There's a Netflix show. Oh, it's Killer Mike. It's mm-hmm. called Trigger Warning. Oh. And like the very first episode, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, I probably gotta spoil a lot for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, spoiler alert. So he has a whole bunch of kids. He's like, "Oh, what do you guys want to be?" And they talk about like, "Oh, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be an astronaut." And he's like, "Nah, learn a trade." Right. <laughs> and so like he tries to like teach them how to do like plumbing and stuff like that. And yeah. he, he even goes to community classes mm-hmm. uh, or a community college rather. Yeah. And he like uses porn to help, like, it, it's kind of a mock thing, but he, he like, makes a porno that like, talks about, like, plumbing and stuff, <laughs> and like, how to change like, light fixtures and stuff like that, and it's a really funny episode. Yeah. Um, trigger warning, if you get a chance on Netflix. Um, I did not get paid to say that.
1: But, <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's a, it, it was a pretty funny episode.
1: No, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, definitely, like, I had some interest, but, like, I didn't learn a specific skill. Like, I, I was doing it mostly, like, I was, like, a typical brown kid. Like, just trying to, you know, get in a step, maybe be a doctor or something, you know? And so, like, I was my focus. I was volunteering at hospitals. I was doing these little programs at Penn that would help me eventually get in a Penn. But, like, looking back, I'm like, man, like, I wish I took up knitting or something. Or, like, I, I could do, a like, handicrafts and, like, sell some stuff on the side, you know? Like, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: yeah I mean.
0: Uh, in the gig economy. Though it's still, it's not the same as having healthcare and benefits. I think there are advantages for people who have developed crafts over the years and are able to exemplify that. I guess switching gears a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you alluded to this earlier, Mm -hmm. but in terms of your, just your daily life, besides journaling, Mm -hmm. besides let's say yoga, Mm -hmm. um, how do you live your, your best life? Like, what do you do on a daily basis that allows you to be naive? at your best
1: at my best my best days are my most productive days you know if i have a day like i I sometimes have days where i'm not doing anything all day and like i just don't feel the best like i feel a little sluggish like i don't know what to do with myself but then like so then i started doing little things ironically like weekends are not my best like it's like weekdays i'll wake up early like i i like when i wake up early in the morning and the first thing I'll do is, like, wash my face, like, with cold water. <laughs> like, I know these are, like, silly, simple things, but, like, I gotta do stuff to wake myself up. Like, I drink a glass of water. Because, like, I I was having, like, an issue where, like, I wasn't drinking enough water and I had to go to the hospital a couple of times and get an IV bag. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna drink a glass of water and get that out the way. And I started feeling a lot better, like, doing that. And I have, like, this little routine that I do. And I, like, it really helps me a lot. It helps me keep focus those those reminders that I talked about I go to work and like I make sure I have like at least I come in at least 10 to 15 minutes early so I can make sure I can eat because I I've had sometimes I'm so busy like I wouldn't have time to eat I'd work through my lunch and like those were shitty days so I try to take care of myself like like this year I've put a lot of effort into taking better care of myself last year was like really bad I wasn't I wasn't putting any effort into my appearance like now I do like now I put, like, a little bit in, and, and so, like, it helps me feel a little better, because I'm like, okay, I might have a shitty day, but at least I look fantastic. Like, screw yeah. it, you know? <laughs> so just, like, little things that, like, I'm, you know, I get excited about, and then I come home, and, like, I didn't realize how important breathing is, so that's why, like, I do, like, an hour to an hour and a half of, like, yoga, maybe, like, every other day, or I go for, like, a walk. So physical activity is really important. Eating is
0: important. Sorry, not to cut you off. I was just gonna say that is the one thing like breathing. It really just helps, like you
1: know. No, it really helps. I mean, we get so busy in our day to day sometimes that all it takes is like a couple breaths sometimes, or (laughs) drinking a glass of water. I'm sorry, I'm being so repetitive.
0: No, it's it's the little things like you said. Yeah,
1: yeah. I find I find more peace in like the simplicity of things. and like I'm trying to bring back more and more of like those small things like we're talking about and. I feel like they made a drastic difference. Like I said before, like I I have kind of a temper problem, but like doing those little things definitely helps to not set me off. You know, I find myself a lot calmer, a lot more at peace with myself. You know, work gets a little crazy, especially as a paralegal, like you have all these different like administrative things you got to do sometimes. And so I try to give myself things to look forward to that allow me to do my work, but also enjoy something at the same time. So maybe I'll listen to podcasts. I have... And it's, like, really boring, but I listen to a lot of horror podcasts. So maybe I'll listen to Joe Rogan, or maybe I'll listen to, like, some, some jazz music in the background. And it helps a lot.
0: Joe Rogan, I don't... I li- I've listened to a couple of his episodes.
1: I mean, the idea is I try to give myself, like, little joys
0: throughout the day. That's fair. Um, That's important.
1: And I also try to tell myself things that I did right. You know, we're so... It's so easy to point out the negative things. And so I just try to tell myself, you know, Naima, like maybe you're a little upset that you didn't do this, this, and this, or you could have done this a little better, but you know what? You did do today that you should be proud of yourself for, like X, Y, Take a nice walk. Your hair looks nice. I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Do you, I guess, jump around a little yeah. bit? But do you find that motivates you? Like, what motivates you in general? Is it saying to yourself, like, oh, you know what? If I do this and that, like, I get that little pleasure that I set aside for, for myself. Or is it something bigger? Or you'd be curious to... Well,
1: I've always been motivated to, to get stuff done. Like, I don't know. I'm a very, like, I'm a very high-energy person. Like, I always feel like I need to be stimulated by something which is why I constantly, like, pick up little hobbies that, like, even if it's for a short period of time. And so I think I that's, like, an advantage that I have over other people. I mean, it's inevitable that everyone's gonna feel sluggish at some point and they won't feel like doing stuff. And for me, it's like, if I don't do the things that I feel like I need to do, it starts nagging at my head and gives me anxiety. So for me, it's like, I have to do it. Like, I don't give myself a choice. <laughs> so that kind of the fear tactic works on me. I know it's not, like, the best, but
0: no, that's, so I would have answered it completely different than that, but I, that's why I, so this is one of the questions I ask pretty much everyone I interview, yeah. because I think everyone has their own motivations and it's really cool to hear like each person's own words, like, yeah, this is what motivates me. So to hear that you have, I wrote down like a need for simulation, Yeah. Um, but I guess I was going to ask, and, cause you mentioned anxiety, mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. So what, what keeps you up at night? I guess what is your biggest fear?
1: Well, I don't want to disappoint myself. Like I am my biggest competitor. um You know, I'm not really trying to. Com- I mean, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, but like I really try to focus on myself because I know what my best is. And if I'm not doing my best, then you know I-, I start complaining to myself. I'm like, you know, you could do this better. You know, like why, why aren't you giving your hundred and ten percent? And it's just I don't know. Like I. I'm a workaholic, like, sometimes I get a little high off of it, like, doing so many productive things, even if it's a bunch of, like, Sunday, I was just doing errands all day, but I was like, you know what? Sunday's a better day than Saturday, and Saturday I didn't do shit, like, I watched King of the Hill all day, who does that, you know? I King of the Hill is a great show. It is a great yeah. show, oh man, I enjoyed it, but I felt guilty, like, I, I, you know, I have a lot of guilt trips with myself, I'm like, man, like, you could have done this, this, and I'm like, you know what, I still had a good weekend, because I, I got a lot of stuff out of the way, I still had some time for myself, so I relaxed, I really, relaxing was something that doesn't come to me naturally, and so that's something that I'm worried to do more and more. I realize I'm a really anxious person so I try to like force myself like just where the breathing comes in sometimes I have to sit down and close my eyes and just be like think of nothing just completely nothing and it helps (laughs) and so I also I also write down my goals constantly because I realize like goals are uh, they're not a stagnant thing that's something that changes constantly I'm like I have like a picture in my head of like how I want my life to be like what kind of place I want to live in like where I want to travel and what kind of things I want to eat maybe it's something I want to try to cook and so, like, I, because I have these images in my head, I'm like, okay, at least we have some direction we, we want to go in, and maybe we could try to get that done this week, if not today, or maybe this month or this year, you know?
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So you're always you always have a, a goal in your mind that you're you're heading towards. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess you kind of already talked about uh, you know what helps you maintain a healthy lifestyle, but in terms of this idea or this notion of the good life, do you think there is a good life? Do you think there is this objective like that is what we can aspire to like everyone could aspire to that or
1: well it depends like what what is a good life like for me it's like again like um i don't think it's possible to be happy all the time and i don't think i'd want to be happy all the time because then like that kind of comes with my motivation like uh you know like what we we'll need to do more but i feel like as humans that like, we constantly need to be doing something we need to be improving and for me, it's like okay, maybe I n- might not be happy every day, but I can be content with the lifestyle that I live because I have created that for myself. And so, what that could be for everyone is different. Again, like you kind of got me into this, like, like reading a bunch of stuff on minimalism Minimism. and yeah. mindfulness. More so, like the mindfulness stuff, like that really got to me because I realized I was, I was over shopping. I realized I was impulsively shopping, and I was doing it especially in times where I was really anxious like maybe it was about work maybe it was about personal stuff so like compulsive shopping or like I don't know just other bad habits maybe like binging or something or just like being lazy and so that got me really thinking like I'm like okay like I need to think about myself and where I am in this world and be just self-aware you know like not like I used to be in a constant state of well why is this happening to me like why are so many bad things happening to me it's like no 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 Let's just think about, like, what all these things are telling you. And just asking myself that created a shift in mm-hmm. my mental ad- attitude. I was just thinking so negatively, so frequently, and that really helped me pull myself out of, like, a rut. Like, so sometimes, like, I, everyone feels stuck at some at some point, you know. So it's just a shift in perspective really does a lot. Even if you're not changing anything of what you're doing in your day-to-day, the way you think, is, it has such a big impact. on
0: Being intentional. And just being able to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. This is how it might be affecting my behavior and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I am not the most intentional person. I've been diagnosed with it since I was like, what, eight years old Yeah, as having ADHD. Oh, yeah. So it's just like for myself, I'm, I'm always constantly running in my head as well. And, and sometimes you need to just sit there and say, okay, you know, let's just assess the situation. And sometimes that could be, the impetus to, to get out of a situation where you feel like you're in a rut. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, you know, agree to that.
1: Oh, and I try to laugh a lot too. Because I feel like, you know, if I haven't laughed <laughs> all day, like, oh no. I will be like, I need to look at something funny or Making jokes on I'm always making joke, cracking jokes. So like, I try to be more intentional. Like, I try to smile more. Like, maybe I'll just wake up and be like, good morning, even if no one's there, honestly. Like, it's good.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I know they, they, there's like studies that talk about posture, Mm. And how its influence on our days. I mean the the classic one is like Harvard Business Review. They literally had people stand like in a what they thought was like a superhero pose. Yeah. Um and they felt more confident in the boardroom or, or whatnot. So yeah, I agree with that.
1: I think you made a good point about the posture. Definitely yeah. I hate to bring it back to yoga, but man, it did wonders for my for my posture. Like I stand up more straight, like made my tummy flutter and realize like I was getting bloated from like being hunched over all the time and also if you have good posture it helps you breathe more so
0: <laughs> yeah it all fits in
1: all the benefits <laughs>
0: it's all connected I had a really good posture because my mom and then it's slowly gone downhill so yeah is there any one last piece of advice you'd like to give
1: I just want to emphasize what I said before like you are only in competition with yourself you know and nobody else if you start comparing yourself to other people like you're going to be miserable inevitably because there's always people are always going to be putting their best before and you don't know what's going on in their lives you know so if we try to do our best and you know try to do better than what our last best was like our our personal world record for you know doing whatever we'll find more satisfaction with ourselves you know and if we're in a bad place like Patience helps a lot. It's not an easy thing to do. So it's really good to try to find things that you're grateful for. Um, Being intentional, being mindful and self-aware, and just having that confidence within yourself that you have the ability to improve your life.
0: Oh, that is... uh, I don't think a lot of people, I guess, necessarily look inside themselves to get that confidence. Um, Yeah. I think that I don't have anything to add, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Besides that. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no.
0: It's, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder. So I think that might actually just be a good place to wrap up.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, thank but, you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. No, thank you, Naima. Um, really appreciate it. This is really helpful for other people. I hope it is. Um, yeah, I so you, you know, living the best life. So yeah, until next time, uh, talk to you later. And that's the show. Did you enjoy it? Let me know by leaving a review and make sure to give this show a rating as it helps others find us. As always, thank you for your interest in living the best life and not necessarily the good one. Till next time, live, laugh, and learn. You have some thoughts that are contraire. Contrary. Am, am I saying that right? Wait a second.
1: Contraire? I don't know.
0: On the contraire.
1: <laughs>